We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. Hello and welcome to the Blockade Runner Podcast number 100, live from Star Wars Celebration Chicago 2019, except for we're actually in our Airbnb, but it's like only a couple hours after Celebration Chicago 2019, and we are um, celebrating still, okay? And uh, we had a great first real day at Star Wars Celebration today, and so um, this is John, with me is Chris. Greetings. Ryan. Hi. <laughs> and Dan. Hello. Yeah, and uh, we're going to talk about our experience at Celebration Chicago today. Um, but, you know, that is defined, of course, by the Episode Nine trailer and panel that we watched. Um, we watched it from the Star Wars sh- show live stage, which was, like, pretty good, right? Like, yeah. it worked out well for all of us. We could see it well. We could hear it well. It was good. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was a great vibe uh, being there. Like, it really felt like being at, like, a concert. Because we were like pushed up against the guardrail, and uh, yeah, just a lot of like cheering and uh, a lot of fun for watching a streaming video <laughs> with a bunch of strangers. Yeah, I mean, like we could have stayed here in our our spacious Airbnb and watched it, but like I think it's more fun to be there with the people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we I'm glad we got up a little bit early and got down there, and and it wasn't really that much of a hassle. We waited in line for an hour and a half to get in, and you know. Like, kind of sucked but then once we got in it really wasn't hard to get our spot at the star wars show stage and it was no, not at all just walked right up and wasn't bad yeah it was a pretty good experience and then once the panel got over um a lot of room opened up over there at the star wars show uh stage i was worried it was going to be packed all day and if you wanted to come back later you know you wouldn't be able to get back in and we didn't end up coming back but i think they have enough room that um it wouldn't be really you could probably stop over there anytime and you wouldn't be right up right on the fences or anything or like feeling like you're at a concert necessarily. Uh, but you, you could, you could definitely watch um, probably at mostly any time during the day. So it was good. Um, panel itself was fun. Stephen Colbert hosted, which I did not expect and was, mm-hmm. was definitely cool. Yeah, that was definitely pretty great. Um, so it was a little bit of that whole, like, you know, feeling like where you're missing out a little bit, like 
I'm seeing the beanies. I want the beanie. <laughs> I really want the beanie. And, yeah, and and they were tossing some out at the Star Wars um, show stage as well. So we had the chance to win a beanie. Some, we did not win a beanie. No, we didn't. And some young lady next to me had her dog in her shirt or something. Like, it was part of her cosplay? I don't know. Like, did you see? You it, was Ewok. it was an Ewok. Ewok. She dressed her dog as an Ewok. Yeah. And so, like, Cam, my boy Cam, who was hosting the, uh, what do you call it? Like, he's like a warm-up guy or whatever. Hype man. Yeah. Yeah. Hype man. <laughs> he was close to giving one of us a beanie, I feel like. And then he saw that dog, and then it was like he, he gave the the lady the beanie. So, that's Good right. For we her. would have, like, gotten into a fight and got we kicked out of yeah, celebration. Yeah. yeah. It would have been bad. Yeah. 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 Um, Panel itself was fun. I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you watch it for forty five minutes and they're really not allowed to say anything. So, uh, you know, everybody just constantly asks JJ and yeah, what he can say, and he's sitting next to his boss. So, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was it was fun to watch, but it, it there's not much there. You know what I mean? Really, of of too much depth. I don't know. Was there anything you wanted to bring up from the panel, Ryan uh, or anybody? Billy D. <laughs> Billy D was. Yeah, he was fantastic. Of course, he was so smooth. Yeah, always. He's, he's always good on panel talk. <laughs> he was so funny. And, and the whole line about, like, nobody died. You know what I mean? Like, who died? So he was really funny. There was a couple moments there where he was like, he took a long time to collect his thoughts. And I was like, uh oh, are we watching something that's not going to go very well? Yeah, yeah. No, I had a bit of worry just because I've seen him before on stage. And I was like, this could go, you know, one way or the other, but no, it was good. <laughs> and I didn't see any teleprompters or anything, because uh, I was kind of wondering if he was, like, trying to see what they were, you know. Yeah. No, I don't think there would have been, because uh, Colt... Well, I think there probably was a, a teleprompter when he was first doing his, like, opening part, because he looked like he was looking down at, like, yeah. his feet a lot. But then after that, he had the little binder with him, and nobody else seemed to be looking down anywhere, so... The exciting yeah. thing during the panel was the pictures they would show for some of the folks. That one Orlando was great in the Millennium Falcon. Mm, that's actually true, and we haven't had time to like dig into the internet and try to find them. I was thinking that StarWars.com might do a post that had like all those photos in it or something, but I didn't see them. I mean, I again, I haven't really had a lot of time, but I'm sure they'll show up somewhere. Someone will like it, at the very least screen grab them all from the stream and try to yeah. you know get a nice copy of them up somewhere. But I didn't see like a press release or anywhere where they or Entertainment Weekly. They might be up somewhere. I just haven't found them yet, but. Because I see those. something that's in those photos that isn't in the trailer is, is it Jana or Jaina? Jaina, Jana, Jana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a brand new character, which we got like the tease with the picture. Yeah. And then she looks like, awesome. She, yeah, she, she looks, looks fierce. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like Michonne, but in uh, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely some similarities there, but um, she, I was kind of expecting her to appear in the teaser, but not at all. No, no, none of her. No, um, uh, I keep wanting to say Felicity. Um, Carrie Russell, no <laughs> Carrie Russell. Russell. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, that's a huge unknown right now still. Mara Jade. Nope, uh, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Luke's dead, so we really can't like hook up with Mara Jade at this point, I feel like. so. Mar- Mara Jade, Force Ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a force ghost marriage. <laughs> then that would work. Sure, sure, that's sure. A flashback to when they conceive Ray. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh fun. no. Fun. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, cool. 
So yeah, so I mean that's the panel basically. It was great, you know, it was it was great, but it was all about like I'm waiting for this. I thought we get a poster, and we didn't get a poster, but um, which is fine. But um, it was I was like waiting for poster, title, trailer, and you know we got the title and the trailer together. So okay, there were some more really great moments in the, right, the okay. panel. Right. Um, there was a lot of hints at Finpo. Yeah. There was, I but, don't know if they were being playful and silly or if they were like, re- respect our love. I feel like they just wanted to play with every relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did the, the previous panel too. I think. They were teasing all that. Yeah. They'll like, save that for a streaming show on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they, they, did, they made the same kind of comments about Finn and Poe as they made about like... Um, kylo and ray as they made about finn and and rose you know so it was just sort of like anytime a question like that comes up we're just gonna like not really we're just gonna like laugh it off or whatever or be silly about it which is fine except for the finn poe thing i think it's just like i i mean what do you do if you're them i guess because if there is a finn poe thing they're not going to tell us now and if there's not they can't really just say there's not either i mean they could but yeah. It's just hard because it's like, don't make people think that's going to happen if it's not. You know what I mean? But then mm-hmm. it's also like, well, they did that with everything. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. I think another really amazing moment at the panel was the uh, ovation that Kelly Marie Tran got. Um, you know, she had, she's had a rough go at it um, with like all the, the stuff internet. that happened. Yeah. The, <laughs> internet, the internet happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, Basically, and like she, she was kind of like, um, became a target for both people that just didn't like the film The Last Jedi, but also just like random, like racists and sexists from across the internet. And like she took all that and, um, you know, like to the point where like we weren't even sure if she was like going to be in this next film, but then to like, you know, see her come out and get like that standing ovation um, and just like so many cheers like that was that was amazing. And um, I hope that like she was able to kind of internalize that that uh, oh, it, people do like her character and like her it affected her she was yeah she had the tears going and you know like a little bit and I, you could tell that she really felt that warmth and i don't know if it was dan or chris that i turned to but one of you guys i turned to and i was like that was so good it was awesome and then like that's a i think a slice of what we're going to see with ahmed best on monday because i think the roof is going to come off of that place when ahmed best mm, comes yeah. out like um I think people know, like, well, we really didn't give this guy, um, you know, the kind of love he deserved at the at the time, or just didn't, you know, he took a lot of, similarly to Kelly Marie Tran, just like a lot of abuse from people, you know, that didn't like the movie or whatever else. It's just like, take it out on, mm-hmm. that was the target, take it out yeah. on my best, or with The Last Jedi, I think a lot of it was like, take it out on Kelly Marie Tran, um, which isn't, you know, obviously it's not cool or fair to a, a human being, you know, it's like, whatever. Anyway, so yeah, yeah it was nice for her to for her to get that and i think that'll be the same thing with him at best so yeah and, and then we got dio as well oh we did dio. get dio on the stage ronnie james <laughs> i wish um <laughs> the, the hologram yeah. <laughs> force got ronnie james force ghost <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a ref it's got to be like a like a little joke about like they can't be like oh let's call the droid dio and not be thinking of like Dio, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. I mean, it might not have been the reason, but like once they named it that, they'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of fun because it sounds like Dio." You know what I mean? So, um, 
No, that was great. And I was a little nervous about it because I'd heard some rumors about like a little mini droid, like that, like maybe it was small enough to fit inside of BB-8's body or something. And like, and he like <laughs> would come out of BB-8's body and stuff. And like, I was like, like that, he definitely could, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But, but if, if it is, it won't, even if it does, it won't be as ridiculous as I was thinking because he's right. not like so tiny. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, Dio was fun. I don't know. Like, we really haven't seen many droids with, like, a single, like, a two-letter name. Like, everything is, like... Yeah, I can't think of any other ones. Three or four, and I was, I like, was about to correct D- you and be like, D-O is three letters, D-I-O, and then I was like, oh, wait, that's not well, how you spell it with yeah, a droid. Exactly. D-1-O. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, yeah, I mean, most of the droids we get, like... I mean, I guess P-Z, but isn't there something else... Oh yeah, PZ PZ. is just yeah. It's like PZ and then numbers. I think I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. And they just call her L three, but it's L three three seven, right? Yeah, Leet Chopper. I forget his designation, but it's um, whatever it is, it like kind of spelled. Yeah, that's her name. It's like C H P R or something like that. I can't remember. Mm. Chipper. It's a Fargo reference. Mm. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> anything else from the panel before we get into the trailer? No, I don't uh, didn't so. they show some of the aliens a little bit? Oh yeah, he looks kind of cool. At oh, first, yeah. when I thought him, I saw him. I thought he kind of looked like the Lorax, but then the more I saw him, I got away from that. <laughs> yeah. He's a little bit phallic. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> like horrifying phallic, you know? <laughs> Not the kind of phallic we like, but uh. <laughs> Uh, speak for yourself <laughs> no um, yeah. the other thing too from the panel I guess that I'm thinking about now is, as a takeaway was uh, JJ really pointed out or, or focused on the fact that it's going to be like an ensemble adventure type thing which I think that's really cool you know that like Poe and Finn and Ray um, and Rose and you know whoever else Chewbacca they're going to be like on this adventure together throughout most of the movie it sounded like yeah we've had a lot of separate storylines in the sequel trilogy so far so that'll be mm-hmm. a nice change of pace yeah like Force Awakens we you had Ray and Finn together for a time but even they got split up in that movie and Poe and Ray were really never together and Finn and Poe were only together in the beginning and and then Last Jedi they were really split up throughout almost the entire thing so mm-hmm. to hear that like it's almost like the reverse of the original trilogy because it's like they start out really together in A New Hope, you know, for most of the movie. But then the other two movies, especially yeah. Empire, but the other two movies are separated more. Um, it sounds like this one, they're going to like, you know, it's going to build up to them being a, a kind of like a group with this chemistry going on this adventure. And, and I just keep getting big Indiana Jones vibes or Indiana Jones vibes from all this, like from episode nine. So I feel like it's going to maybe have a little more of that kind of feeling to it, you know? How do you mean? Well, because like there's so many shots like in the desert, and then you see like Poe with this like scarf around his neck, and then um, even like the shots of them like up on the up on there's a one shot in the trailer which we're going to start talking about the trailer in just a second, but there's the shot of them like up on the hill like looking down, and it kind of reminds me of the shot from Heroes of the Lost Ark of um, Harrison Ford when he's with uh, what's the what's the guy's name the um, oh man Sal no what's his name the I don't know. Anyway, there's the a sh- Egyptian guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's a there's a shot where they're up on like a mountain looking down. And I just say like there's a lot of like I don't know. I just get a feeling like it's gonna lean a little more into that part of like Lucasfilms, you know. Well, they even mentioned when they were talking about the locations, you know, they specifically talked about uh, Lawrence of Arabia and mm-hmm. things like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. It seems like a lot of this movie will be 
in a like a deserty type thing and yeah i don't know it just it, it has a very much like an adventure kind of feeling you know whereas you saw stuff for like the last jedi and it seemed much more um you want to go turn that tv on dan uh I'm just watch it there okay um yeah it seemed very much more like i don't know big epic sort of character based sort of thing and this seems more like we're on an adventure you know what i mean i don't know it's just the vibe i get but but that's the vibe I get, I guess. So anyway, let's let's go to uh, yeah. That's your vibe. That's my vibe. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. it over there. Yeah, I think that's my vibe. <laughs> All right, so let's break down the trailer. We're looking at it here. Lucas we can't hear it because Dan didn't want to turn the TV back on. But um, <laughs> let's see. You literally Lucas just home. walked past it and could have turned it on yourself. Oh, we can hear it. I don't think we need to hear it. No, there's some lines we want to hear. So it opens up with Ray breathing, um, and this opening is pretty cool because it's like similar to Finn, the opening with Finn in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. uh, in the trailer, which I think is fun. Um, and uh, she's looking at something. We've passed on all we know. Luke says, a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. Let's stop there for a second. Dude, I mean, that got me excited. Like The fact that it opened with Luke Skywalker and, and that voiceover from Luke Skywalker, because He's not at Celebration, and you don't know what kind of role he plays in the movie, and um, we still don't know what kind of role he plays in the movie, but I guess it, it really feels like at least he's still going to be some kind of mentor figure for Rey, and like he, he died at the end of The Last Jedi, but he's going to be involved as probably not down there swinging a lightsaber around as a force ghost or something, but at least he's involved in sort of like shaping... I don't know. I, I like that. That's what I would. That's how I would want him to be involved after passing on and being a force ghost. You know. Yeah. Is he going to be a mentor though? Like the like what he says to her here is kind of like we we you know everything that I know. Like it's all been passed on to you. Like you need to. Yeah. Well, take care of it. Okay, yeah, but I guess like I'm thinking in the Last Jedi, he is not sure he even cares about this stuff or wants to be involved in it or whatever, and he's like doesn't want to help her. And here he's saying like, no, you you're the hero of this story. Like a thousand generations, it's culminating in you, Ray. Like that's like Luke saying like you really matter. You know what I mean? Which I guess it's not a mentor in terms of like she's going to put him on her back and like jump through the jungle and he's going to be like, here's how you lift force rocks with the force or whatever. But it's like a mentor in terms of, she already knows that. Yeah. Yes, she does. Uh, it's a mentor. Like I had to go through what you're going through and now it's your turn. You know what I mean? I like that. It's kind of the same place he was left. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause Obi-Wan died, you know, and how did Obi-Wan die? He died sacrificing himself. So some people could get away. And then how does Luke die? He dies sacrificing himself so some people could get away. And then, like, this person is, uh, yeah, it kind of has to become that new hero. Every generation has a legend is the, uh, the text on the screen. Very similar to the episode one trailer. Yeah, we figured that out earlier. Somebody posted up about that, that that's really close, um, which is cool. And then we see Kylo in the tie, Kylo's tie interceptor, interceptor. type tie thing. And chasing Ray down. Ray's got the lightsaber. And then we get bullet time. Um, so there's a couple things to talk about there. Dan, you were talking about the lightsaber itself uh, earlier. You kind of noticed the, the design of the lightsaber. Like, 
Yeah, I mean, the hilt kind of looks like the bottom of Vader's, but then Chris and I were talking about it later, and and he kind of mentioned that, well, that's the way Anakin is Anakin. after his gets destroyed in, like, episode two, right? Yeah. The one he makes after that. Yeah, yeah. And, and so the whole reason we were bringing that up is one of the things they mentioned in the panel was, does Luke's, Anakin's lightsaber still... Is it still being used? And they kind of like danced around the issue and said that it's definitely there. It's there, but they didn't, they didn't get into what's going on with it. Yeah, Daisy was like, "Well, you'll find out more later, and there's time to tell time to go, but it lives on in the movie or something, right?" Mm-hmm. I mean, we're looking at that lightsaber there, aren't we? Seems That's like what it. I think it is. Same colors. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm happy about that too, because I know a lot. Of, like there was some talk, like maybe she'll have a different, maybe she'll have a yellow lightsaber or a white lightsaber, a or gray something. lightsaber. Oh my god! Yeah, Is it I a would. Dark ha- saber? No. <laughs> See, I'm I'm very much like you're kind of like you're very. Sta- I just want the standard plain thing. Like just give me that normal lightsaber color, blue. That's the hero lightsaber. That's what I want. You know, I don't need some. Yeah. Yoda's Yoda's not a hero. He has a green one. Purple. I'm talking Purple's the hero good. from no. The Star Wars, like, the archetypal <laughs> heroic lightsaber is blue, and you know that? Okay, so why is Kylo... I think the boys should have blue lightsabers, and the girls <laughs> should have pink ones. No, 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 we're not doing that. Um, um, why? But why is Kylo Ren chasing her down in the TIE Do we fighter? know it's Kylo Ren? Yeah, I, I didn't see yes, his face. They don't show his face. We know they it's Kylo They don't show Ren. his face. They show gloves? Yeah, whose gloves? Kylo's gloves. I don't know. They look like isotoners to me. They could have bought me yeah. my mom. I mean, I wear those when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Like, those usually are ca- when you're trying to hit somebody with your car. <laughs> or you're trying to get them to jump on your car for a sweet team up. Bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really? Is that what you think too, Dan? I don't know. I was trying to figure out um, when she flips up, they cut it off before. But mm-hmm. my first thought was, well, if she's trying to like, destroy this thing why didn't she just drag her lightsaber down the middle of it you know and and be done with destroying this ship it cuts off right before yeah but look where that lightsaber is right there like no it looks like it does not look like she's trying to land on that thing like i mean i thought when she did maybe that too but what i'm saying what i'm saying is here where it's she's got the lightsaber pointed straight down and like to me it seems like you know, if it doesn't cut through, it's going to just barely not cut through. But to me, it's like, it's not even about like, what does the actual shot look like? Does it seem like she's going to cut it through or not? It's to me, it's more like, what am I thinking is the motivation in this moment? Like there's, I know it's interesting because I watched it three times this morning at the panel and all that before I started talking to any of you guys. And I was like, but to me, it was very clear. Like his hands are pushing forward. He seems really aggressive and angry and it just seemed like, okay, they're enemies, and somehow he found her out there, and he is flying as fast as he can towards her, and she's gonna, you know, jump past him, and it's showing how cool and tough she is. But then as the day goes on, and the more I think about it, I have some Well, yeah, if she's just gonna jump past it, why ignite the lightsaber? Yeah, that's true. That is true. Why would you ignite the lightsaber just so you could jump on top of it? There's We don't see any enemies or anything else around, so... Like, that's, like, aggression, right? Just because we don't see enemies doesn't mean they're not there. It kind of does. Because It kind of does. It, it really kind of does. Have you seen the Predator, John? Yeah, but... Ooh. But see, like, the, but, but, like 
that kind of speculation though what is the point of that like I mean, I don't know that Darth Maul isn't standing ten feet away because I can't. I can't see that Darth Maul's not standing. Yeah, but why would he be? You know what I mean? And and you see like the shot of her standing there, and she's looking out there. She's not looking behind her. There's no. You don't see anything else around. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to think that anyone else is there besides Kylo yeah. Ren and Rey. Yeah. So why would she turn the lightsaber on? Good question. You know. But here's another question: Why isn't he firing laser bolts at her from that mm-hmm. Tie Fighter? That's another thing I think. Like. What is going on there? Because, yeah. like, why would he just race towards her but not shoot at her? And why wouldn't she just, like, ignite that lightsaber and just, like, stand there and then throw it at... Well, because it would ship. probably keep barreling right towards her and kill her, I think. Or it would, it would slice the ship in half, slice him in half, and it, right. the she parts just would like, break apart. She could just, like, hit the ground <laughs> and put it up in the air. Yeah. You know? Um, no way, man. The size of a little light. We don't know enough about it at this point, so it looks awesome. Yeah, and that's it why does. if you're if you're making a movie, that's why you write the scene and that's why you <laughs> film the scene, not because it's like, well, what is the most logical outcome? Like, well, actually, if she did this with the lightsaber, it would be a more effective way of taking down. The, that's not the point. The point <laughs> is to make. What something we're doing here is just analyzing it to try. To, that's yeah. what we are. And you're the only one talking in nerdy voice here. <laughs> <laughs> But I am not. I, so I am not analyzing it to be like, what's the most realistic outcome here? I'm analyzing it to say, why are these two characters in this position where this is happening? That's what I'm wondering about. But when we boil it down to, you know, like, well, she should just lay in her belly and stick the lightsaber up in the air because he couldn't kill her that way. Yeah, if it was real life, but it's a movie, and I'm trying to figure out why these characters are in this position. Also, like, I my main point is that I don't think they are battling. Like, I don't think the last, like, the conflict of the sequel trilogy is Rey versus Kylo, and it ends with this epic fight where it's Interceptor versus Lightsaber. Like, I think if they do, if it does boil down to, like, a fight between them, it is going to be, like, eye to eye. Like, it's not going to be a ship versus a person. But w- when did anything ever suggest this has to be their final confrontation? Or any fight. I think any time these two, if they do... This could just be a tech demo. <laughs> well, no, no. I Eric, We just filmed this. We thought it looked cool, so we're just going to put it in here. It's not really even in the film. <laughs> well, I actually wonder, to me, it feels like a dream sequence or something. And I, I don't think it is, mm-hmm. but to me, it seems like a vision or something. Like, it doesn't... No, I hope not, too, but... Well, she said there's no more of those vision things, right? In the somebody was asking her questions. No, she said no more shirtless Kylo. Right? Oh, no more shirtless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I it, to me, it just which is sad. It just seems like it doesn't seem like reality. Well, it's not reality. It's Star Wars, but it doesn't even seem like the reality of this of this universe and film. Like it feels. No, I, I, how can you, I mean, it's just a trailer. I can't. Yeah, but maybe this won't even be see that it's reality in the. I don't. I'm not. I don't. You know, I'm not diving deep into the why and when. It's just, yeah, that can. It's gonna happen. They're gonna. I don't know. It's not so much a why not. It's just like it's. It just feels. I don't know something about the the way they shot it. Like her single. Everything's like empty. Yeah, the isolation of it, and like it's just like these two people in this like yeah barren landscape. And I got you. I see. 
it, but I again, I think it's much more likely that this is, you know, just a normal internet, not normal, but like a <laughs> just, two, just a, two people hanging out. Yeah, it's just Tuesday. An <laughs> actual interaction between yeah. them without any kind of metaphysical element to it. But then at the same time, if it turned out that like this is some weird metaphysical sequence or something, I feel like I'd be like, oh yeah, I can kind of you could kind of get that vibe from it right away. So I have no idea. I think I so. She seems like she's meditating at the beginning to me. She's breathing real deep, and then she calms herself down. Which, that shot, like, actually, um, just the length of that shot is... Half the trailer. I mean, mean. yeah, like, that's a long time for, like, nothing to happen, essentially, considering the, like, breakneck pace of The Force Awakens. Like, the last Star Wars movie that J.J. did. Like, that movie is just non-stop. There's, like, no real, like, chill-out bits in that. No, I mean, the yeah. Besides the beginning. The beginning with Rey, introduction of her character. That's true. But, yeah, yeah, right after that, it's... One thing I did notice, too, is it's, like, pretty much mirrors the teaser for Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Desert, yeah. singular person, heavy breathing. Well, and Ryan showed me. I don't know who the tweet was from, Ryan. If you remember, but the north, it's like a north by northwest homage too, like shot yes. for shot. Yeah. When the plane is when he's running from the from the plane, and yeah. Really? I think. I think there was but there was a comparison. Not like that in Indiana Jones. Hmm. Well, it's got that vibe. No. That indie, that it's got that indie I feeling. Think, I have to think. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. I will say this too. Um, it, it's like, well, because basically, Ryan, you haven't even said it yet. I don't think, but you you, you kind of feel like possibly they're training together, right? Like they're they plan they're planning this. Like he's coming towards her to yeah, test her so that she can jump on top of the Tie Fighter, right? Yeah, I mean, that was actually what my wife, Lindsay, said, was she thinks they're training together, which I hadn't even thought about. But I thought it was like they're in the middle of something and they're doing it together. Like they're like she's going to jump up on there and then they're going to like throne room it. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. But then. Yeah, I could definitely see that. We've seen so little of the movie, but what I was going to say too is that, like, I just feel like every other shot we see of Kylo Ren, which is you know very few, but like everything else in this trailer about Kylo Ren to me says like he's still the bad guy. He's still mad. He's still evil. Like the Tie Fighter's black and red. The helmet he puts back together with this red whatever. It shows him like take the the crossbar, which we'll get to it in a second, but take the crossbar of his lightsaber and gut a dude and throw him down on the ground, flanked by stormtroopers. Like nothing about what we see anywhere else suggests like, well, maybe he's had a change of heart, you know? So that, that's another thing that makes me, that makes this seem like hard for me to swallow the idea that they're training together and their buddies. You know, I do. I mean, I, I like it. Like, it's interesting. It's a really, cause this sequence doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you watch yeah. it. It's like, why would this be happening? Yeah. And that's a really compelling take on it. But I'm just like, I don't really see much evidence elsewhere that they would be a team, especially like you see her with the rest of the squad the whole time. The only way that her and Kylo Ren were able to get kind of close in The Last Jedi is because it was just her and him for a while. You know what I mean? Like if Poe and Finn were there, are they going to be like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot to consider, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's totally like that scene that we, I mean, we should probably just keep moving through the trailer, 
um, to get to that next Kylo scene, but we have no idea, like, which of these scenes comes first in the movie, like, wh- at what point, because I think, like, in Last Jedi, like, they're, I mean, those two characters, like, like, were apart, they moved in, and then went apart again, like, I don't know. That's a good point. I love it in a Star Wars trailer when it says this Christmas. That gives me major goosebumps. I love it. Mm. This planet looks really cool. This like snowy, cloudy planet. Um, they're playing the the Han and Leia theme. Yeah, they are playing the Han and Leia theme here. Although when they when they do these trailers, I feel like they just kind of take like music that they know is because they don't. You know, it's not like the soundtrack for Episode Nine. It's just taking parts of other soundtracks, but. But yeah, there could be something to that, especially with the clouds, you know. Yeah, and I think, like, this movie is, like, in its own way, like, a tribute to Carrie Fisher. And, um... So it just makes sense to have that Leia theme, Han and Leia theme. Yeah, yeah. There's not much to, I guess, guess about this planet, or wherever this is necessarily, but it looks like there's some kind of city down there in the mountains and the clouds or whatever, which... What is the ship that flies in there? Does was anyone able to get a read on that? Looks like an A-wing. So. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be four if it was an X-wing. Mm. What's crazy too is we're like a minute and fifteen seconds into the trailer here, and there's only fifty seconds left, and like we've barely seen anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that beginning sequence is—it's half I mean, the it gets teaser. You, yeah. Yeah. But, like, even thinking back to, like, what Resistance Hero Scott saw at that Disney, like, um, the shareholders meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, he, like, saw, like, a bunch of, those people saw a bunch of stuff that's not in here. And, like, C-3PO with the bowcaster. That's not in Well, no, it was Ray with the bowcaster. Oh, Ray with the bowcaster. C-3PO with the bowcasters on, like, the party hats or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. That's true. That's (laughs) true. But that bowcaster seems to get passed around a lot. It does, yeah. (laughs) All right, let's... That's what we were wondering. That's a great yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter what ship that is. So here's Kylo Ren in the forest, though, and it's like all red and fiery and burning. Mm-hmm. I love this. Looks really cool. This looks cool. Yeah. Kind of a juxtaposition to the uh, forest scene in Force Awakens. You know, really kind of tranquil and cold colored. What is that thing? He's destroying. It looks kind of primitive. The, it looks like they're carrying like an axe or something like that. Yeah. Just looks like some kind of trooper. Some kind of enemy of theirs. I, yeah, I don't know. But but the stormtroopers are definitely moving with him. You know what I mean? So they're attacking a village or a community of some kind or something is what it seems like. So the thing here is like there's been the much rumored slash wanted idea of a stormtrooper rebellion uh led by finn and uh again like we don't know when this takes place like there is a chance that like by the end of this movie stormtroopers could be the good guys there is a chance that's true but this nothing to me nothing about this looks evil this just looks this just looks like everything's red he looks angry. He sticks a guy in a gut with the handle of that lightsaber. He does it in an angry, aggressive way. Like, mm-hmm. that just looks exactly oh, like the everything about the body language, the chemistry, everything about it screams Kylo Ren from the end of The Last Jedi. It doesn't seem like he has 
to me in in any nothing about that makes it seem like he's progressed from that at least at this point point in the film i mean he could but still like he could be an angry good guy like Chewie is an angry good guy yeah he could but i like see the thing is with this like sequel trilogy i think like we always have to be playing devil's advocate no matter how ridiculous it seems a lot of of duality yeah because like there's with the swerves that we've seen like these teaser trailers aren't they're not meant to tell the whole story they're not meant to tell the whole story but every this is what we were all doing when the last Jedi came out like thinking like the stuff we were seeing in the trailer was probably meant to trick us and it was all true there was nothing in those last Jedi trailers that misled us at all you know it wasn't at all. And then to come into the to this one and be like, well, they're making him seem real bad, but I bet it's because he's good. I just don't like, where's the evidence <laughs> for that? Like, I don't yeah. see why we would think that. Um, and I think if there is a stormtrooper uprising, like, I don't know. I think it would be a handful of stormtroopers or like a, maybe a, a chunk of a stormtroopers in a battle, but I don't think he's going to like, I really hope it's not like Finn gives some rousing speech and like every stormtrooper, <laughs> thousands of them just go, Oh dang! Okay, let's switch sides. Like that would just seem pretty ridiculous, too. You know what I mean? So, I don't know if he gives a a Hux esque speech. Then I mean that that roused a lot of troopers in Force Awakens. It did to do what they were already always going to do. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here he is putting that helmet back together, which is I don't I don't think it's him doing yeah, it. Look at the hands. The hands. Yeah, we Sorry. were t- we were. People next to us when we're standing there, that does not look like his hands. Oh it wow! Looks like this a is woman. this is this is my first time Ooh, thinking about some, this. There's some fur, they're furry like embellishments around the wrists. Mm. Is it Maz Kanata? No, she doesn't have no. furry wrists. <laughs> I just saw the bracelets. Yeah, you're right. That's Those a good look point. More like woman's hands to me. I don't know that I can tell what gender the hands are, but they don't look like Kylo's. I can tell you that for sure. To me, they look like Chewbacca hands almost. If he shaved his hands. Yeah, it's right, but I'm just saying, like, it doesn't, like, mm. I don't know. Okay, but it's not Kylo. That's mm. interesting. It could but, be one of the Hosk triplets. It does. Yeah, that would be, I, <laughs> now that I would be down for. I would be very down for that. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, cool. Okay, we get the shot of uh, Finn and Poe um, in the desert. Um, sort Finn. of. Poe Finn, sure. Mm-hmm. In the desert and. Uh, big l- rods sticking up. Yeah, yeah. What's interesting about it is the uh, fact that Finn seems to have Ray's staff from um, yeah. Force Awakens, right? Yep. Seems like it. And Dan, that was your you pointed that out. I didn't really notice that, but I don't know. Is it interesting though? They're friends. Yeah. No. Just he also used her lightsaber, so I don't like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was pretty significant, though. I mean, it was cool that you know that that was that was. Uh, kind of a big part of the movie. Or, they like to share everything. Mm-hmm. Including Poe? Is that the suggestion? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right. Well, you yeah. guys, okay, fine. I mean, like, I'm interested They're... to see Finn fighting with that staff. Yeah. Like, yeah. That could be potentially cool. Like, hopefully he fares better than he did I with the lightsaber. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is like a shot out of a. I like, I, I swear there's like that shot in, uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark 2 where Indiana Jones has like that big staff that he's using when he's like i think it's when he's like digging um when it's like dusk and the sun's going down and he's digging and there's like i remember him standing there with like that staff next to him which 
JJ probably wasn't thinking about that at all. Yeah. The sun. Yeah. He probably wasn't thinking about that at all, but there's just like a lot of moments in here where I'm like, I get the indie vibes, you know? Yeah. Uh, BB-8 and Dio. I like how their heads kind of roll together. That's pretty cool. Head tail. Very cat-like. Now we get uh, Chewie and... Chewie and Lando. Yeah. In hyperspace in the Millennium Falcon. I was very happy when I saw that. Chris? <laughs> yes. Lando, you like it? Yes, love Lando. Looking good? He's looking great. The laugh, the... I'd love to see him back. That's I mean, great. He's in his 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's... He looked good in that picture, or the picture they showed. He was standing inside the doorway yeah. of the Falcon. Oh, that was... That was... Special. Yeah. And it looks like he's wearing like the yellow ish. Yeah. Like still fits the same clothes. Done. This guy <laughs> carbonite and the... he, is not, <laughs> he is not missing a beat. Yeah. Um but like the it's kind of connecting Donald Solo, Glover's yeah. Lando from Solo into the mm-hmm. saga, which like I mean it's not an enviable task to try to connect all this stuff. Like that is really challenging but when you can get those like little pieces in there right that you know i don't know if it's like validate the other works or whatever but like just making it feel whole that's like i think that's really special and it's something like very uniquely star wars yep very cool great great moment with billy d Saga comes to an end. Uh, some speeders and explosions. Oh, flying troopers! Yeah, flying troopers. Dan has been trying to convince me all night that they're Mandalorians. Not because he thinks they're Mandalorians, I think, but because he <laughs> thinks that would make me mad. Um, I mean, because they're all white like that. They're w- in Clone Wars. That they remind me of those one Mandos. And actually, did they have stormtroopers that were on Mandalore? That like had the packs or something weird. Anyway, it's not important mm-hmm. to this. I want to say, though, that I'm trying to think now of how the lineage goes here, but I know that, like, the original Boba Fett costume was white with a rocket pack uh, before they painted it, like, when they first made it. And I'm trying to remember if Ralph McQuarrie or Joe jo- Joe Johnson, I think, is the one who actually designed the Boba Fett costume, but if the original drawings of the Boba Fett costume were white. Um, but then I'm trying to think, like, did McQuarrie, like, in the initial phases of design for um, the movie, did, did Quarry... Uh, Mm-hmm. Did he McQuarrie? Did he do like a like a stormtrooper? Did did he do a stormtrooper uh, with a like a rocket pack and all that kind of stuff? I don't know. Oh yeah, he did that. Yeah. Okay. Well, so we have some some rocket pack stormtroopers. That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, one would guess maybe this is the end of the movie with all this this all this action happening. Yeah, but it could be. Or but like you're saying, Stevens, it could be the initial kickoff. Like. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that could be, and I mean, like... Um, and here you've got Poe and Finn and C-3PO on, like, a little... Uh, it's skiff. bigger bigger than... Yeah, it's almost mm-hmm. like a little... It reminds me of the little, like, outboard skiffs that yeah. they had in Jabba's barge, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of how the trailer was for Force Awakens, too. The, especially the initial trailer was, like, all stuff from the early part of the movie, not the late part of the movie, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. So, I don't know. Chris, you looked like you are about to... Way. It looks... Jordan. They filmed it in Jordan. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I don't know. It's called the rise of Skywalker. It's going to be a hopeful ending maybe, but yeah. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah, it's all guesswork at this point, right? No, that's an A-wing, an A-wing crashing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you saw that? Okay. Oh, yeah, like right there. Okay, yeah, it does look like a Star Destroyer probably. Let me go back. It's hard to, it's hard to. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. See, you see, yeah, yeah, you see it all the way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, looks like it might have some red on it too, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the, the yeah, the Republic yeah, ones had those. That would be cool. Uh, I don't know. Is this Leia holding this medal here? So what this medal to, is? I was talking with Chris about that when we were there. The hands look look like the skin looks pretty young to me, but maybe not. I'm like, you're really into hands in this. Like, you're all about hands tonight. You know hey, what I mean? Like, you know, gotta get handsy. Um, just trying to figure out what the deal is. What's the deal with all the I, hands? I bet it's you know? I bet it's Leia, and she's holding Han's medal from uh, yeah. Mm, you know. That could be. That could be. No, although I don't think that's, that's, that's what it is. What do you think it is? We got to pull up a new hope when this gets over. I have no idea what it is, but I'm just saying. Like I saw that medal in the movie, and I don't think that's what it looked like. Hmm. I don't think Ray has fingernails that long. Okay. That's Ray. See, all right, look at her hands. This is what I'm talking about. No, well, well oh, man, Dan is all about, okay. Have yeah. you ever heard of wikifeet.com? <laughs> no, I have not. All right, now you have. Oh, here. Talk about the hands, Dan. So, you know, I was just trying to compare the hands because you see them pretty close up here when Leia is hugging Ray. You see one on the back of her head, and then when they turn around, you see another one closely. So I was just trying to do a comparison there. I mean, they're kind of right right back to back to each other as well. And what did you notice as, like, the differences between them? Well, if you look at Leia's hands right there, you can see the skin is kind of saggy. I mean, she's an older woman. The The skin may not be as taut as you would normally see. John is loving this. It's they're they're a little bit they're the hand like Leia's hands are more they're more aged they're more distinguished yeah then I don't know you know you know who those other hands could be who's that I don't know Carrie Russell's sure yeah that could be that looks yeah that could be Mm. that could be we don't know we don't know her at all yeah we know her role is she owns. Luke's medal, and she's holding. (laughs) (laughs) So that'll that'll be my prediction right there. It's Carrie Russell, whatever her character is. She's she has Luke's medal, and she's mourning the loss of Luke. If you saw the leaked like costume like promo photos a couple weeks back, you kind of know her role a little bit, but we won't talk about that too much. You don't know much about it, but you know a little bit. The the we're bearing the lead here though, because the big thing is seeing Carrie Fisher in an emotional scene hugging Ray. I mean, that's what's important about this this part. and that should be, yeah, that's, that's, uh, it's going to be heavy stuff. Um, and then they show the next half of this little scene here, and Ray is crying mm-hmm. in her embrace. Yeah. And it makes me so curious, like, what's happening in the scene, but it makes me even more curious, like, what was happening in the deleted scene in The Force Awakens that they chose not to use, you know, here. I yeah. wonder if this is, because this reminds me of the scene when, um, Ray and Leia embrace um, at the uh, resistance base um, 
and like they're off to the side while everyone else is celebrating. I wonder if that was ori- originally going to be like a little different and in a like mourning the loss of Han. Yeah, of and like in a different place, and maybe that's what we're getting here as opposed to what we got in Force Awakens. Yeah, or even just like a different take on that because mm-hmm. I'm sure they replaced the setting and background and everything of this shot you know it's like not just like as is like i'm sure they um whatever the term is like for special effects like where they remove the background you know they hit the magic wand on photoshop and remove mm. the background or the magic eraser i mean yeah and, and move that remove that background and put the you know because they're gonna have to take old footage of carrie fisher i mean it's not really old but um previously unused what five years probably yeah previously unused footage of carrie fisher and make it fit seamlessly into this movie they're not just gonna be like well um let's recreate the set we had on force awakens and hope it looks you know what i mean they're gonna they're probably gonna really manipulate that footage in a lot of ways but yeah but yeah you but the larger point you're making there i think you're probably right it's probably from that sequence on dakar and the resistance base and stuff that would make a lot of sense but um and that was an emotional moment. I mean, they embrace there anyway, so it just... You almost wonder, though, like, is it, is it possible? Like, how much are they manipulating this stuff? Like, is the tears... Is that, even Carrie, is that even Carrie Fisher right there was, in this I shot? Because you can... You can we were standing... Did you? saw it the first time. I'm like, yeah. it could not even be here in that particular shot. Like, in the back. This the back could be new. Head. And then the previous yeah. shot where you see Carrie Fisher's face is, is old. Yeah. yeah. Which honestly, if they needed may, to do that, they would. Really, maybe know? it really would be because you do see part of her arm there, and like if she's got, depending on what her costume is and all that stuff. I mean, it's not like Ray's costume has changed a ton over the movies, but no, probably they made her costume similar to what it was so in the Force Awakens, yeah. so that they would match up, yeah. you know, more. But wow, yeah. yeah. I mean, man, that is like really challenging, and I don't know. Like JJ said, like they didn't recast at all so like how strict is that like would this would this being like another actress would that go against his statement that they didn't yeah, recast but in this yeah no i mean this is like you you know you'd have like a, a double concert like you know it's just i don't think that wouldn't cover the Recasting like he wouldn't be lying. I don't okay. Think. You know, I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this could be somebody that just you know puts this his hair like roll. Well, it's not even uncommon, is it? Like if no. like let's say um like you got a real big name actor, or whoever, or just for whatever reason somebody does like you get the coverage where you see the one actor's face and then the other angle is going to be just like the side of their head or whatever to have their. That's why they have doubles, right? Like they have stunt doubles, but then they also have doubles that can just be there. Doubles, uh, just yeah. a lot of yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, it's not. Get all three. Yeah. This guy works in Hollywood. No, okay, we need all three mics on. It's him. not unlikely sure. that this shot was actually in Force Awakens as well, and they had that reverse shot shot. Sure, right, yeah. right, right. It could go sure either way. Shot. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. would be like now would be an interesting time to look in the credits of Force Awakens and Last Jedi to see like who Carrie Fisher's double was in those movies. Great shot here. This is awesome. You see the whole crew together almost, you know? Ray, Finn, Poe, um, BB 8, C3PO, Dio, and Chewbacca. Somebody showed this uh, in comparison to a Seven Samurais. 
Oh yeah. Screenshot. Yeah. That's oh cool. my god. <laughs> There's seven of them. That's good. <laughs> where's uh? Where's R two though? Where's R two? Probably juiced down again. Oh, no, juiced he's down? in low power mode again. <laughs> oh, I don't no! think so. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> I love Ray's costume too. Like, it's so close to what she had in the Force Awakens, but it's like more white, it's, more pure. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Like, it's like way brighter. And, and it's then, funny because uh, Finn and Poe are both wearing like really khaki, like brownish and beigeish tones, and like Ray's like. No, mine is going to be like more like white and pure than it was even like originally. You know, I yeah. like that. And I guess I haven't paid attention to how people's holsters are in general, but her holster that holds her lightsaber and Han's blaster is very similar to kind of like the style of Han's holster. Hmm. The original mm, trilogy, that's interesting. Where it goes around the waist like that, and then has the part going down diagonal. Yeah, oh, I like that. Good eye, Dan. Yeah. I wonder if Han will have any kind of presence in this movie, like just in terms of like being discussed or brought up or anything like that. Mm. I bet with Lando. Got to with Lando. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then we've, we've been wondering about this. Like, what is this like big, like, I don't know, it's destroyed. Dust it's not what the I'm dust wondering about is what is she holding? Mm. Yeah. Holding something in her hand. It's like carrying something. It just looks like a bag, maybe. Although it's weird because it's out in front of her. I don't know what it is. Can't see well enough. I think they're on Camino, though. Oh, they're not on Camino. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, man. That'd They've be cool. Drastic global cooling, and the sea levels have dropped. That's why you see the, the dry land. <laughs> and it's uncovered a Death Star. I don't think we know where it is. Um, <laughs> obviously. That was a good theory, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I want Camino back. Yeah. I mean, there may be clones in this Let's movie. Let's back to prequels. I mean, why not? Well, I was going to say, like, you know, I don't think that the trailer really does throw back to the prequels in any significant way besides that every legend tagline or whatever. What else is from the prequel? Well, okay. All right. We haven't got to Yeah. <laughs> well, Palpatine, but that's, like, not just prequels. But, I mean, like. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's just like it's not like I was like, oh, maybe we'll see a Gungan here, or like we'll see a like mm-hmm. a, something like really identifiably prequel. But you know, I'm sure there'll be something that way, a couple things that way in the movie. But here in the trailer, I just feel like, dude, now Chris, now that you said that, they have not gone back to that Camino well. What do you mean, like with clones? Yeah, yeah where, where Palpatine's clones are. <laughs> okay like Palpatine's clones like that was like that was early EU but like since Kamino happened in Attack of the Clones like that really hasn't been touched upon again and when and you th- obviously, obviously yeah. there's prolific cloning abilities in the galaxy yeah right? like yeah. cloning tech exists and if you like I can't do this in my head right now, but if you break down the time it took for oh. Sifo-Dyas to get those uh, Yeah, clones, you got that time right there, buddy. And obviously, like, Palpatine had some hand in that. Right, sure. Like, we we have talked so many times and, like, mocked the Emperor clone <laughs> theory, but, like, if you factor in Camino, it kind of makes sense. Well, that's in those throne books. That's what they do. He like sets up this whole thing where if he dies, 
there's this contingency plan out in like the nether realms of the galaxy where he's got this I think I want to say it's like a mountain sort of complex yeah. and there's like just a bunch of his clones there and they're not like activated or anything like that they're waiting for his force spirit to go into them yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Thoughts, John? Well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> not fantastic, but I would say that um, to me, like the clone thing, I think like to me, it's like, what do you start with the chicken or the egg in terms of like, you know, it'd be cool. Let's put some clones in this movie or we've got a Palpatine problem. We need to figure out a good way to solve it. And like there is a precedent for cloning in this universe. So it's not so far fetched to be like, there's a Palpatine clone. Um, if, if I think about it from that perspective of like, we want to tie this whole thing together mm-hmm. and making the argument with this movie that like Palpatine has really never gone away and Palpatine has really been pulling the strings all along. That kind of like, especially if you think about this is the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace, like the Phantom Menace is Palpatine, right? Yeah. Like, he, like this whole thing kicks off with him very slyly without anybody knowing it, controlling everything. And I'm the so prequels are it. all about Palpatine yeah. controlling everything. And so I don't like just the clone thing to me, it seems too sci-fi and too cheesy. But at the same time, like I'm into the idea of Palpatine being involved in this movie again. And that might be the way they figured out to solve that problem. And it sounds dumb on paper, but I, yeah. I think they could do it in a way that wouldn't be awful. And, and it's like, if it was, if you're thinking of it purely from a plot perspective, like, is this a good call for the plot or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not. But if you're thinking of it more like, we want to do something cool and tie everything together and bring this thing full circle, then, you know, you can you have a couple lines of dialogue and whatever a few minutes of the movie that kind of explain it away and then then Palpatine's back and maybe that's worth it. We were talking about this last night. Where we were going? White yeah. Castle. We were was, going to White. We were going to White Castle. I was joking around about that. Yeah, but then you know, but I we were saying like I think I said didn't I like it wouldn't be like the most yeah. out there thing if if Palpatine was involved and and uh, Chris I feel like you. Last night we're kind of like, oh man, they better not do that. But like when you saw it today, though, it was kind of like, no, okay. this is that is the favorite part of my trailer is hearing Palpatine's laugh, yeah. just because I love it so much. It reminds me, I mean, all the good feelings, even though he's the bad guy. But I love Ian McDermott's great, and it's just great to see him. He's 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 a very big presence on camera. The Emperor, I mean, he's and that laugh, it brings back memories for me. And then I'm like, yeah, f yeah, like I want to see. The Emperor. I don't know why. Yeah. I just yeah. want to see this guy who's like, was I mean, the all, he had that some, like, like they, you know, you said and about the Phantom Menace and like, he's tricked the whole Jedi Order. Uh, he's tricked everyone. He's gotten to, I mean, he's a mastermind. And, well, and he stops at nothing. We see him in Rebels. He's, you know, he's not just hedging, he's hedging his bets all the along. Like, yeah, he really wants Anakin. But then he's got a side thing going on all the time, mm-hmm. you know? He does all the stuff in Rebels. He's got. He's after Anakin's son. He's you know yeah. And we have the clone. We have the clone precedent. We also have the precedent in Revenge of the Sith for Palpatine being like interested in the idea of cheating death, like that no, phrase. I wanted to bring that up, like how to dissect that and be like, where would that fit into Palpatine being back? He said that it was impossible. What Only- do you know? The yeah, do you know. Uh- what? Uh, to 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 cheat death is a power only one has achieved but i'm certain if we work together we could no but (laughs) yes to cheat right 
But then uh, the thing he gave hope for Anakin was to prevent people from dying. Yeah. It was like a power that he could teach him. Mm-hmm. But he did say one person could... Ch- so that apparently is possible. Well, you never know if he's telling the truth or not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, he made it seem that way, that his master, Plagueis, you know, or, or Plagueis, um, had achieved that, you know? That's what he means Like when he says like, uh, that the ability to cheat death is a power only one is achieved. You know, I think he's talking about Plagueis. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and so they don't go in. They don't go into like. Obviously. And we never know. I never read Darth Plagueis though either. I don't know if you read that, Ryan. No, but um, you know that's you know that's legends now. So like whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, as but just going by like the film canon, like you never know, and that's what I think is like great about that scene where. Palpatine's talking to Anakin like you My don't know scene. if he's serious it's like ambiguous enough right? yeah, yeah like is this something right. it could be used to manipulate him yeah. to get into that mindset and that's what happened he went down this dark hole of he saw the vision and he's like yeah it's Padme's gonna die I gotta go save her and then mm-hmm. it, it could have been a whole but for me for this thing to work and not just be like a cheap um swerve to get a big pop in the final movie like for me, for it to work, there has to be little kernels along the way. And these things are little kernels along the way where it's like, who knows if he was lying? Who knows if he wasn't? But mm-hmm. if they do this stuff, we can, you know, it'll feel like they were kind of, that it's always been sort of under the surface and part of what they were doing, you know? So versus if those, just those couple lines weren't there in those different, or, you know, those different elements of those other movies weren't there, it would feel like just way out of like, all, what, where did this come from all of a sudden? And now it's going to feel like, but there was always the potential for something like this. Yeah. And like we talked earlier and, you know, obviously like for some people, there's like a distinction between like the films and then like the comics and the books and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. And um, for me, that line is like a little more blurred because, you know, like I, I really love the comics, really love the books. And especially in this like new canon, like there have been multiple again those kernels because we get in the shattered empire book we get like a palpatine hologram in the aftermath trilogy we learn about palpatine's contingency plan to keep the empire going um you know after he's gone and then in uh battlefront 2 we get another palpatine hologram and so we know there are these things that he's been doing to or he had in place to keep um you know to keep his legacy or whatever going um after he you know was thrown down a shaft like um and i think like that stuff now in retrospect like you you know you see it in the in the comics and in the books and stuff and you're like oh okay well i guess that makes sense but now like with that in context and knowing all that stuff was part of this new canon it it feels a lot more like they really did have an end game here yeah yeah or that they're able to when they're writing this movie even if they didn't have an an end game all that time necessarily at least they're able to take the pieces that are already laid out and 
bring them together in a way that is consistent with, or at least is, is they're building it with the stuff that's already been part of Star Wars, like all this time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Cause it's like, well, they're bringing that stuff up in these comics and these books and stuff that have come out only in the last couple of years. And so is that a thing where they're hinting at all this, but it seems, yeah, it's possible. I think it's possible. Yeah, I was just thinking about, but it also, I mean, as much as I said I wanted, that'd be great if, I don't know why, but have a minute, but then it's like the whole thing with, uh, you know, in Phenomenus, he's the chosen one, it's Anakin's story, Anakin ultimately throws the Emperor, the evil, off and kills him, so then what, where does that leave all that? Yeah, does it undermine the end of Return of the Jedi if Palpatine is back? Um, I mean... I mean, initially, yes, that's up, yes, but unless they do a way that, I don't know. Yeah, we haven't talked about that on the podcast, uh, but I think we did talk about it earlier today, is sort of like, if he's back, we don't think he's going to be just back, like, in a physical form, just like, here's Chief Palpatine hanging out again. Like, it'll be <laughs> something more, like, possess- like a, a possession, or, and maybe that's where the clone thing kind of, I mean, that still kind of works with that, but. I want him to be like this evil presence, like this evil spirit that's kind of controlling everything. Well, I mean, I then how make, do you defeat it that? Would make I don't sense know. That way because um, Kylo's been trying to commune with Anakin for you know most of his life, is from what from our understandings and things like that. So like, and and I'll bring what up if something that, that wasn't I know you who guys, he was communing with. Yeah, and I know I'll bring up something you guys don't like, but like the world between worlds thing, like that doesn't necessarily need to be a physical weird thing going on if there's some kind of connection that he's figured out how to tap into between that, you know? Palpatine? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he's figured out how to, I mean, the Jedi figured out how to keep their spirits alive after they're gone physically. Maybe he figured it out too. That's the thing I think he was ultimately chasing, right? Yeah. Like, we do take it as, like, a foregone conclusion just because, like, at some point someone said, like, well, there's Jedi Force Ghosts, but there's not Sith Force Ghosts. Like, someone said oh, that? That's from the Gospel of George. Yeah. George will say, like, you know, the, the, the Jedi, they, they find pure joy and real joy in, in you know, they, they, in goodness and purity and all that. And then so they're able to do that. But because the Sith are selfish, you know, they can never achieve the same thing because right. they're never selfless. They're always only thinking about themselves. So, you know, I think I think they should stick with that personally, but... But you're right, it's not, like, really a hard and fast rule, except for... Like, it's it's something, like, talked about in interviews, but it's not something that's, like... Well, I I mean, like, I don't want to devalue that. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Um, Because, like, that is important. Like, George's vision is, like, what this is all about. And we (laughs) shouldn't, like, just directly contradict it. But, like it becomes like a weird place because George has said a lot of stuff in interviews that doesn't necessarily like reflect what, you know, how star Wars has ended up. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that is a possibility, but like at this point now, like I'm, I'm almost leaning full clone. I don't think it's an army of clones. I don't think it's a mountain of clones, but I wouldn't like that though. Yeah. You want to go full clone. I think it's one Palpatine clone. I think it's I think it happened at Camino. All right. 
Uh, well, maybe. I mean, that would bring the prequels into it. That would bring the prequels in. But here's what's interesting to me, though, as as Dan's talking about, like, you know, who's been who's Kylo been communing with. Well, a lot of people believe Kylo's going to, you know, be redeemed in this movie, right? So what if it turns out that, you know, it's like, oh, well, Leia says it was Snoke. Snoke got to him or whatever. Um, what if it turns out that, like, really Palpatine, just like he manipulated Anakin's visions, is manipulating Kylo's visions, okay? And Kylo um, thinks he's communing with Anakin. He's actually being manipulated by Palpatine. So then Palpatine, like, the, the, the presence of Palpatine becomes part of this movie. And then who else's presence has to become part of this movie? Anakin's presence has to become part of the movie, too. So that, like, in some way, in the end, not, like, physically, not, like, a battle necessarily, but in some way, the culmination of this nine-part saga ends where it begins, which is, like, Palpatine manipulating Anakin to try to control him. And, and it, it, it becomes, you know, a conclusion where it's some kind of battle between those two as well. The problem with that is, like, as Chris was saying earlier, does that devalue? They already had their confrontation in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi, you know? So it's like sort of retreading similar ground. But then again, like I think like of, and Chris, you know, and Dan maybe not totally will agree with me on this, but I think about like the way that Luke Skywalker has been used in The Force Awakens or in Last Jedi or Han or Leia. It's like they matter and they are significant in these movies, but you never for a second, I don't think you should anyways, never for a second think, oh, these movies are, as much about Luke and Han as they are about Ray and Poe and Finn. Like it's clear who these movies are about. They're about the new generation. So I think like there's a way maybe that episode nine is, is the climax of episode nine is in, in some way it's about Anakin and Palpatine, but not primarily, you know what I mean? I don't know how it would work, but in some way. That's a pretty, I mean, all of this is a pretty big thing that was just eliminated. And then now we're saying, Oh, it's Anakin and Palpatine this whole movie. (laughs) Which I was going to just lead into, if you wanted the title. Yeah, no, no, this is, all, yeah, let's talk about the title. But... Uh, okay, just a couple of things before yeah, that. More clone. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, back on the... Are you going to bring up saber darts? Do you think saber darts are going to play a role? <laughs> um, I, I wonder if, you know, there is... So I don't want to give another sucky Snoke theory. But, like, again, like, now my mind is totally on this clone thing. <laughs> like, what if Snoke was, like, a failed clone of Palpatine? Like, a garbage version of Palpatine. Like, <laughs> That's interesting. I don't think so, but it's interesting. <laughs> I can't stop now, Chris. <laughs> you already <laughs> did this. This is great. You, you did this. I've fallen way down the clone rabbit hole. And it's like, it's all you care about now is clones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only if it happens at Camino. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be at Camino. Tom <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Dad. Tom Wee is here. Yeah. No, there's no is. They. Tom Wee's here. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, yeah. I, interesting. That's interesting. I don't I, know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And That's we, a l- one one thing we brought up earlier today too um is is the some of the initial drafts for Return of the Jedi featured um in that final uh, that final sequence um with Luke versus the Emperor it featured Yoda and Obi-Wan's force ghosts becoming like physical again and being involved in the battle against Palpatine um and obviously they didn't do that and I think that's for the best like or, did you say Jedi Jedi 
Right. And I mean, they, they have the dialogue involved. that we can't help you. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, yeah. But they were going to get involved, and it's just right. like, hmm, I wonder if they would go back to that and say, well, you know, in Jedi, he was going to have the Force ghosts sort of become physical in battle. Like, well, they, could we have the the Force ghosts of Palpatine uh, and the Force ghosts of you got Yoda Luke or Anakin. shooting Force lightning out of a ghost, which I don't agree with. Right, but... but yeah. But that's one of the things I was saying to you earlier this week. I was like, what if you watch, you know, episode nine and it makes some of the things you don't like in episode eight easier to swallow? Like, if if they do that's, something with Palpatine where he becomes physical and you're really into it, then when you go back and watch that scene with Yoda, maybe you're going to be like, well, you know what? Now it seems less dumb. <laughs> or maybe not, but whatever. But yeah, it's... It, <laughs> Are we sure that laugh wasn't Maul's? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's... that's... Dude. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan, no, I'm just you are tonight, no. man. Something got in the water here in in Chicago, and you were like, "Let's see if we can come up with like stuff that just there's no." I like it. I think it should be written down. We should poster board it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my science project. <laughs> I love it. Are we sure it's not Maul? Dioramas? Since Ian McDermott immediately when the lights come up, he's standing there. It's like, hey, here's a here's a fact for you. I played Darth Maul in the prequels, like. Oh my god, mind blown. <laughs> what if that's the secret? That's been the secret all along. Are we sure it wasn't Sam Witwer playing Ian, Ian, Ian McDer- McDermott? Ian McDermott playing Darth Maul in the prequels was the friends we made all along, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so, yeah. Gonna so, be we good. This, so we got this Death Star in the water. Sure. It's not a Death Star, it's a No, it's a Death it's Star. It's like a it's an engine from like a super star destroyer or no, even from a Nope. Nope. You know where it could be? It could be well, part of the no, Death Star we got the... that fell back down to the planet and crashed into an ocean. What's uh, yeah. What about the Supremacy, Snoke's ship, that gets destroyed? What planet were they above? None, I guess. Crate, huh, is where they were near, but that wouldn't work. But It looks, That's to me, Death that Star looks like is. the back of an... Like, you think it's Death Star? I mean, if you look... You look, look at the, you got the median line mounted. there. Well, maybe Palpatine cloned the Death Star. <laughs> well, I mean, or, or in, they need the, on Camino. That happened in Force Awakens. Like, hey, how did the Emperor die? Oh, he got thrown on a shaft in the Death Star. Uh huh. So we need to go into the shaft of the Death Star to find him. Uh-uh, I don't know. I mean, that's cool, mm-hmm. but I think it got vaporized pretty much. But or I'll, but I'll tell you what, though, I don't care about science when it comes to Star Wars. I'm yeah. not into that. Like the whole thing where people be like, "Well, you know, really, it should have been a nuclear winter on Endor because of all of the fallout from whatever the blast from Oof. the Death Star." It's like I don't magnetized know. bombs. Okay. No, those I like, but it, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. Hit it. Maybe it's Death Star. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. No one's ever really gone. Pretty into For that. Instance, myself, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. And Sheev Palpatine. Yeah. Sheev's back. Anton Wee. Uh, no, I, I I do love that line though. Um, no one's ever really gone. Obviously, I really love that line from the Last Jedi, and uh, we should to talk hear it about the, um, the Brez's tweet about that. Yeah, the Brez's tweet. Um, I don't have it pulled up, but to paraphrase, like it was like taking a line that was like really pure and sweet mm-hmm. from the Last Jedi, and turning it into like something you hear it for the first time and you think it's something pure and sweet again but then it becomes very sinister in just a moment yeah i think i think he said taking something that was meant to be a comfort and 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 now it becomes a warning no one's ever really gone yeah Ooh, that's kind of definitely i mean I the juxtapis- or juxtap- juxtapist or juxtapist it yeah <laughs> juxtapist it 
Followed it's been by, a long day. It's been a long day. Yeah. Followed by the laugh. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. That cackle. I swear the first time they didn't have the laugh in there, did they? Oh, yeah. They did. Okay. Because then That's why Then uh, Ian McDermott came out yeah. on stage. To tell us he played Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Ian. With his spider legs. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he, he came out on stage and... Uh, Said, yeah, it was great. Play it again. Play it again. In yeah. like a very Palpatine voice. Yeah. Um, he actually like was, it was funny though, because like he came out to be sinister, but like he was like overwhelmed by like the people cheering. Like, and he like cracked for like a split second and then like then pulled it off. But man, this is not. This is not what I was expecting from this movie. Like the, ri- the Rise of Skywalker. Who is it? <laughs> Who even knows? Well, Sheev Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got to be like the Last Jedi, where the Last Jedi. I mean, primarily, I think it refers to Luke. But can we really say that it doesn't refer to Rey? Like, I don't. I mean, it totally refers to Rey too, right? Yeah. Just well, like that's not the primary reference, but Jesus Skywalker. You've got Carrie. No, I'm saying the last Jedi. Luke is the last Jedi in that movie, but Luke. I mean, Ray. Then by the by the end of the movie, she's the last Jedi. You know, so 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 in this case, who is it? I think Ray is a Skywalker, or becomes a Skywalker. John is gonna. He's he already told me earlier, and I reminded him he's eating his words from uh, episode one predictions on who Ray's parents are. Episode one. Oh, uh, from the Force Awakens. Episode, yeah, episode one of the sequel trilogy. Episode. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Good save. Yeah. Good save. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I spent uh, two solid years saying that I was convinced that Han and Leia were Rey's parents, and I don't think that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess then technically she's still a Skywalker. No, she would be a Solo just by our American last name rules. Yeah, I get. You true. know, I mean. She's got that mighty Skywalker blood if Han and Leia are her parents. Yeah, but I don't She think... also does if Luke and Mara Jade Curry Russell are her parents. <laughs> Look, I don't think that any of those people are her parents. I think that um, when Kylo tells her her parents were filthy drunk, uh, junk, junk dealers. Yeah, junk traders. No, I think no. he's referring... I think it's true. Buried in a I popper's th- grave. Yeah, I think that her parents were just drunks on Jakku. I don't think that they're anybody special. I still think that that title might refer to her, though, because it's like the Jedi are... There's no Jedi left except for her, and Luke is gone and all that. And and, and it's like the Skywalker saga is ending, but the title of the movie is The Rise of Skywalker. Like, that's a weird way to end something, is that the Skywalkers are rising, you know? So... I don't know exactly are just, how. Are they like going to do some weird thing where, well, yeah, it's technically the end of the Skywalker saga because there's no more Skywalker alive, but Skywalker means something else or she's taking the name and she's not yeah. really a Skywalker. So, yeah, they're saying the end of the saga, but you know, I don't think that it means they're not, we're, we're not going to see another movie with Ray, Finn, and Poe. I don't think we'll see some, one. I don't for, think we'll see one for a long time, yeah. but. To me, it's, I guess what I'm trying to say here is I think to me, it's almost more powerful if it's like, well, that family bloodline is ending, like you, there's not another child here or whatever that's like physically related. But 
Um, but Ray is like deserving of that name. And like, what's Ray's last name? If if it's true that her parents died in the desert and she doesn't even know who they are and she'll never know who they are, what's Ray's last name? Who is she? Who does she belong Solo. to? What's her family? Who are your people? Yeah, none. Well, Skywalker. Yeah, but uh, okay, I yeah. Jade. Skywalker. Katarn. Jade. Rendar. Voss. Palpatine. <laughs> Sheev. Skywalker. I'm just saying, like, to me, that's, like, a powerful mm-hmm. thing. It would be awesome if uh, if somehow she took on that name, you know? The other possibility is, like, it's... No, I just don't see the point in it. Last name now. I mean, it'd be kind of poignant for her because she so wants to belong, you know? But I mean, there is a... To a family, you know? There is one living Skywalker still... Yeah, but even that, like, even that is, that's real weird because, I mean, I think in the same way that it can refer to, like, The Last Jedi can refer to multiple people, maybe this title, I'm sure it refers to multiple people. So maybe one of them is... Anakin raises. Maybe one of them is Ben Solo, but, like, dude, we've known him as Ben Solo all this time, so, like, why would it be the rise of Skywalker, you know? Because, like, there's that talk, like, he goes by Ben Solo, but... You know, Snoke talks about like that, you know, like mighty Skywalker blood. So, so do you think there's any significance in the color here? You had yellow for Force Awakens, you had red for The Last Jedi, and now it's blue for Rise of Skywalker. No. Yeah. Yellow, red, I got. Yeah. I mean, the original Star Wars logo was gold, you know, and it was like a gold. It just was a normal color for Star Wars. I think red was significant because ryan johnson was like into red as a you know a sort of anchor color for that movie mm-hmm. um I, yeah i mean that was just like that was a that was a visual you know component of that movie was like i'll focus on red i think in this case it's probably just it's a star warsy color too you know what i mean blue it just fits like let's do something different for this one and Blue almost represents the Force, kind of, you know, to me. It's like the prototype lightsaber that goes the Force Ghost or blue. It's just kind of like a, mm. you know. I, I, yeah. I connect, like, A New Hope with blue. Like, the, yeah. I mean, the last thing, I guess, for Rise of Skywalker, if there was going to be another, you know, like another person with, Mighty Skywalker blood. It's a good day for Raylos. Oh, no, I don't think so. What he's saying is that Ray and Kylo Ren could have a baby, and then that baby would be the next Skywalker. So it would be the rise of Skywalker, like the reference to their child. But the movie's not going to be about their child. So, like, just even if they had a baby, like, I feel like the next trilogy, the first movie would be called The Rise of Skywalker. You know, it seems like a a stretch that this one would be called that because unless you're saying it's like one of those things where that's just another element to add to the meaning of the title or something. I don't know. Like, I'm not like saying that's what it is or that's what I want it to be, but I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility. Yeah. See, the thing with me too is like with, with Kylo, you know, maybe he's going to get redeemed in this movie. I think that chances are at least 50%. He will, you know, it's 90%. Okay. Well, I wouldn't go that high, but 
my point is that even if he gets redeemed, like to me, you, you can't you can't get redeemed where it's like, oh well, now we'll just we'll just call him Skywalker, and he's just like Mister Hero guy. You know what I mean? Like, if he gets redeemed, it's gonna be still like a be like Anakin. I mean, he's gonna die. He killed Han Solo. He murdered so many people. He's so much hate. Like he can't just go back to like, all right, yeah, now you're with us. You're cool. Right, because Owen Finn are like really like you like <laughs> yeah the sure. I, the idea that we're gonna name yeah. the movie the Rise of Skywalker because the Skywalker in that title refers to Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is like suggesting like well he's not gonna just realize he was wrong and try to undo that he's gonna become like somebody that we you know like have all this adulation for and like all this like oh my god he's this mega hero or something I, like they're dude he's he, much like, different than really what happens in return of the jedi look at the name of that movie the return of the jedi that could be the return of anakin from darth vader and like we all talk mm. to talk about him like he you know the big turnaround he makes there and that that kind of redeems him i don't, I don't see yeah that but it's that different from well, I agree. I agree with what Chris said, though. You know, the reason that works is because he dies. If if we had to sit mm. there and be like, and now Anakin's going to hang out and he'll be in charge and everyone will respect him, it'd be like, no, you were a homicidal, homicidal, like genocidal maniac. We're not going to just be like, cool, buddy. Now you're a good guy. We like you now. Like it, you just, yeah, but that could be what happens here. <laughs> and Kylo dies. Yes, but then I don't think that title really makes a lot of sense. Like, it's the rise of the guy who dies at the end, you know? Like, the, the rise of Sky... Like, it's not just, like, the rise of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It just seems like they're triumphant in the end. Yeah. Kylo dying does, does not fit that bill for me. Yeah, this is a really... Like, it's a really simple title. But, like, it's really challenging when you try to, like, put it in context. Yeah. Like I can't I really can't think of anything that's not a huge stretch that makes that title work. I think like, that's why I think that's why I lean towards the Ray thing. Because like any of the more literal kind of examples we come up with, or even maybe it's not even the Ray thing, maybe it's like the the rise of the concept of the Skywalker or something. You know what I mean? Like something like symbolic, but I just don't feel like how it could be like the last Jedi, like that was Luke Skywalker. He was the last Jedi. You know what I mean? I just don't see how this mm. could be a reference to like one character here. It can't be Luke. I do like the idea that it's a reference to Anakin, maybe, you know? Although that kind of undoes what I just said about Anakin in Return of the Jedi. But, but like the idea of Anakin somehow coming back, like because like after, but you would think like this is like 30 years of atonement and forced purgatory or something. And he's not going to come. He's still, even Dude, if it he's is. He's just been hanging and banging on Endor. Even if it is. Force ghost style. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it is the rise of sure. Anakin Skywalker, it wouldn't be like him coming back because even if, even if he came back and he was totally good again and he was only wanted to do his help, it wouldn't be so that he could have some comfortable life and so that he could like not have to pay for his sins. Like at this point, 30 years of death, <laughs> you know what I mean? And and everything else it wouldn't be but like with Kylo it would be just like Oh, so now he's just gonna be happy and have babies with Ray and just be like a good guy. Like, I just, I just don't see how on earth that can work. Especially when all I've seen of him in this trailer is like angry, aggressive, evil, hateful yeah. Kylo. I just don't it's, see it. It's really tough because, like, going to this Anakin example, like Star Wars, and like this is not something new to the sequel trilogy because George 
has done this with the prequels and with the Clone Wars. Like, there's there's probably more content out there of Anakin Skywalker being a good guy than a bad guy. Like, when you factor in, like, if you yeah, factor that's in true. everything that's canon, like, there's more, like, Anakin doing good things than doing bad things and um and like you know like in the same way like we've been talking about like oh some of this sequel trilogy stuff like uh, undoes or cheapens stuff from the original trilogy like people said that about the prequels as well and um and i think like Star Wars is just this really unique place where, like, you get part of a story and you spend years thinking that's the story. And then, like, something comes and kind of, like, pulls the rug out from under you, like, years later. And I think, um, you know, that could be something that's happening with the sequel trilogy because, you know, before the prequels, like we have to like it's like think back to the time like in the you know the 80s and the 90s like Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker Darth Vader was a monster like he had 3 minutes in return of the jedi where he was good but most of the Darth Vader content that we had was him being horrible and then the prequels came and like completely changed that perspective. Yeah, but you they always talked about him like he was I mean the first thing you hear about him in A New Hope is that he was a hero and a good friend and all this and it's just that you get to see it now, but it's still like his life is compartmentalized. He's a good guy until he turns evil and then he's evil until he dies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's really the reverse of what we're talking about with Kylo Ren. You know what I mean? And and so the idea that like well, he can be good for a while, then real bad, like real, real bad, but then just good again is not, to me, that's quite a bit different than, the, you have hours upon hours and hours of content of Anakin being heroic, but you don't, it's not like he flips back and forth. I just don't see him flipping back and forth. That's like a no-go to me, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think there are like weird parallels. Um, you know, we, you know, you mentioned like Kylo Ren being like genocidal. And I don't know if I would go that far. Like, he just kind of, like, hung out and he watched, like, the destruction of Hosnian, the Hosnian system in the same way, like, Vader just hung out and watched the destruction of Alderaan, but, like, wasn't really the person pushing the button. And maybe they were, like, both of them were, like, complicit, complicit by, like, non-action and they didn't stop it. But, like, they, like, the monsters there were, like, Hux and Tarkin and, like, these, like, military people, like, I don't know. Yeah, and the, and, 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 and the very first thing, the very first scene that we ever see of Kylo Ren, he shows up at that village and says, mm-hmm. wipe out all of the women and children and innocent people here, kill all of them. Um, also this childhood, like family friend of mine, watch me strike him down. I will kill my own father in the same movie. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, he didn't press the button on Starkiller base, but he mm-hmm. is, then he, then after 
days after it happens, two or three days after it happens, he says, I'm the new supreme leader now. And then he says, take every gun that we have and use it to kill my uncle. And as he's doing it, he's looking there going, like, I'm so into this right now. And somehow people watch the end of that movie and say, I think by the end, he's almost good again. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. evil, dude. Okay, like, he's evil. Really I'm, evil. Like, yes, he's constipated <laughs> trying to kill his uncle. His uncle who tried to kill him. Fine, but like, why are we trying to make excuses for this guy, though, is my point. Like, all we see him do is evil, evil stuff throughout the movie. So to be like, well, he's, he's kind of like not that evil. He's he super evil. Right. He's real bad. Only because he wanted, like, in the same way that, that Palpatine would save Anakin. You could say, well, Palpatine's not really that bad. I mean, Obi-Wan's the one who cut Anakin in half, and then Palpatine showed up and gave him a suit to keep him alive. You can spin <laughs> anything that way if you want, but... I'm not saying he's beyond... You just completely changed this trilogy for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that Kylo's beyond redemption. I'm saying that if he gets a redemption, it's going to be very complicated, and it can't just be he's the new Skywalker who's risen Mm -hmm. to be a hero. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. He can be redeemed, but if he is redeemed, it's going to be real thorny. And I think it has to end with him him dying or in some weird force prison. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Stuck in the world between worlds. Yeah, he could be in one of that the thing in uh, Attack of the Clones that Obi Wan's trapped in. Oh no! (laughs) He'll just be there. Dooku. Yeah, he'll just be there for eternity. Dooku's probably coming back too. Oh my god, (laughs) dude! My heart could not take that. Uh, Um, I think maybe one last thing we need to talk about that we don't know what to say because we weren't there for it, but I want to see this video that apparently George Lucas spoke on that played before the trail or before the panel if you were in the wind trust arena kathleen kennedy made reference to it and then i saw people on twitter saying yeah they played this like little video and george was talking in it and i don't know if it was something george recorded specifically for that occasion or if they took footage of george talking and used it in a little video package or what but there was some kind of video they played for the for the people there if it's george talking about episode nine that would be bananas i don't think it would be but that would be crazy. It could just be ILM making George talk about something. That could be. I mean, it, a George clone on Camino? <laughs> you know, oh, man. If it, if it happened on oh Camino, we're cool with it. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty okay with that. Uh, Camino needs to get more play. Yeah. yeah. Is what we're saying here. Yeah. Like, dude, you have, you have this Camino place. Dude, talk to Joe Castanew. Figure this out. Figure out where Camino is. Figure out why it's erased from the Jedi archives, mm. and go there and make some stuff happen. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, um, no, that, that's I don't know, Chris. What do you think about like? Uh, no, no, no. I'm just curious because like going into it, you definitely and Dan, you did too. I guess you guys kind of equally did. Like you, pretty trepidatious about you know the episode nine trailer, and I'm just curious what you guys think. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed the trailer. The visuals were great. They, you know, I I was telling Dan at the, you know, when we were just sitting down waiting for other panels that it felt you definitely just from the shots it felt like a JJ like JJ Abrams was back at the helm. Like it felt like it had a good pace for the, as limited as we saw, but it, the composition, just everything looked good like bet like good i enjoyed it and it was fun the to palettes. watch yeah the palettes the the 
just the composition, the it looked good, it looked fun. Um I you know, I'm not a big fan of The Last Jedi, but this gave me I mean I enjoyed it as a Star Wars fan and as a movie fan, so I totally loved it and again I liked uh, you know, Lando in it and Palpatine's laugh, like some people were deterred about it that I've talked to and were like, Oh great, they've really done it now but I liked it for some reason. Like it didn't turn me off just because I mean I did come in with like not expecting much and then also having an open mind of like well, I mean, what else are they gonna do? Like since I wasn't, you know, a big fan of Last Jedi, but I enjoyed it. It's not yeah, I enjoyed it. So I came out better than I th- think I would. Yeah, like but, more excited for episode nine now than you were. Yeah, really for sure. Show. For sure. Now maybe when a full size trailer comes out and there's more story details, maybe I'll get who knows, but this was a it was a great teaser. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I liked it as well. I although I, I don't know. I feel after I, I honestly will say I feel after watching the teaser kind of how I felt after my first viewing of the Last Jedi, <laughs> which is like that's a lot to process and it's not what I expected and I'm just I don't know I'm not sure what to think of it. You know what I mean? I mean, I, it's really fun to watch as a trailer and a teaser, and it's really cool. But then I'm also just like, what is this movie going to be? You know what I mean? I don't, it, it doesn't give me, I mean, it kind of gives me an idea what the movie's going to be. And I think it's going to be, like I said, we t- I kept talking about the Indiana Jones thing, and it seems like a fun adventure and all that. But then just certain parts of it are weird, and I just don't <laughs> know what they're going to do with it, you know? Well, I mean, I think we talked about that before. Like, I'm still... Up in the air is not the right word, but like Last Jedi is not my favorite either. And I always thought that it felt like more the end of a trilogy, like the way that I or the way that I felt at least at the mm-hmm. at the end of that movie it was more like that was the end of a trilogy. And I just didn't know what the heck they were gonna do for Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. And I still guess I don't know what they're gonna do with Episode Nine. <laughs> yeah. Now, so yeah, it's yeah. This this trailer was like basically the Last Jedi of like teasers in a way. Because, like, it, it, you know, like, when Last Jedi ends, you're like, that was a crazy ride that, like, either, like, ruined or changed or, you know, flipped on its head, like, everything I thought about Star Wars. Like, however, however you feel about that, like, it, it didn't just, it did not play it safe. Like, it, um you know, fundamentally challenged a lot of principles of Star Wars. And you're like, where do you even go from from that? Like you were saying, Dan, like, um, and then with this, like, just, I mean, we're just sitting here, like, staring at this, this title, <laughs> and which has just been on this laptop. And, like, I still just, like, I have no idea. And I think that's really exciting and for you know for people our age it's kind of the first you know and I, I think that's what I loved about Last Jedi um, and like the transition from like Force Awakens to The Last Jedi and then you know from Last Jedi on is like we're at a point with Star Wars where things are familiar but like we honestly have no idea where it's going to go. And, you know, we, like, we were all, like, a little too young for the original trilogy to be, like, super invested in that story. Um, And then, like, with the prequels, like, 
we knew where it was going. Right, it already had a guideline. Yeah, and, like, we knew how it was going to end, but, like, this, we're at, like, the end of the saga, both as, like, this sequel trilogy and, you know, as they're saying, um, you know, the Skywalker saga as a whole. Who knows if that's, if this is really the end of the Skywalker saga. I... I don't never know. Never say never. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like as just as far as the sequel trilogy goes, like we're at a point with Star Wars where like I'm sitting here, I have no idea like how they're going to wrap this up, like how it's even going to be possible. <laughs> and that's really exciting. It's like just a fan and a film goer. Okay. Well, I think we better uh call it there, wrap it up there, talk to quite a bit about this. Um challenging fun exciting teaser trailer for um the rise of skywalker it for episode 100 we'll be back with more star wars celebration chicago 2019 in the in the coming days um you can follow everything we do at blockaderunnerpodcast.com email us at blockaderunnerpodcast at gmail.com and you can follow the show on twitter at blockaderun